0: Hello, I hope you're doing well, friends. Another Monday here. And uh I, I'm excited for today. This is uh it's gonna be pretty quick. Um, but it, it's something that I think we need to to bring out and talk about. Uh if you are watching right now, please be sure to jump in the comments, say hello. If you're catching up, same thing. Please say hi. Let us know you're you're watching and uh give us your thoughts. Let us know what what uh, Holy Spirit's prompting you in the middle of these broadcasts. We really appreciate the interaction. So hello, Anne-Marie. Hello, Angie. Uh, Good morning and uh, good afternoon to you both. Uh, All right. Yesterday, Angie was talking about praise. And if you haven't had the opportunity to go and listen to that teaching, I really recommend that you do because it was so wonderful to, to look at praise in that manner and to look at the life of Judah from uh, the time he was named and and what his name meant uh, and and looking at his life and how he was willing to to lay himself down for another uh, a- after coming through all of the things that that he went through with uh, his brother Joseph and then on to uh, his brother Benjamin and so it was really great to to look at his life and and really look at. Praise and and what it means for us, and and understanding that uh, we need to be directing our praise not itself but at God, because we can often fall into that. We can often fall into worrying about uh, our our feelings, our emotions, and and how um, we're receiving rather than how we are giving and how we are offering to God, and so. Um, it it was, it was really great to be able to look at Judah's life in that manner. Uh, So today I want to uh, continue a little bit of a discussion of praise and looking at Acts 16. And Paul and his traveling companions get the call to Macedonia and they set out and then in their travels, they finally wind up in Philippi. And uh, on the Sabbath, they, they don't, there's no synagogue around for them to go worship in. So they They go out to uh, the river outside the city and they find a group of women out there uh, praying. And so they, um, they, they, Paul and, and his companions, they start talking to these women. And um, one of them, Lydia is prompted to, to really pay attention to what Paul's saying. And she, and then her whole household uh, is baptized and um, invites Paul and and those, those fellows to stay with her. And uh, so They were they were brought in there. And so we're going to start in Acts 16, verse 16 and start reading from there. It says, as we were going to the place of prayer, we were met by a slave girl who had a spirit of divination and brought her owners much gained by fortune telling. This is a girl who. um, What we learn when you start digging into this was likely a, a prophet in the the Temple of Apollo, and uh, that's where the name uh, Python comes from. When, if you see in other translations of Python spirit, uh, these these uh, women who were brought in to be uh, prophets for Apollo to to do fortune telling and things like that were uh, often named Python, and so that was that was a name given to them. But verse seventeen: She followed Paul and us, crying out. These men are servants of the Most High God who proclaim to you the way of salvation. And this she kept doing for many days. Uh, so for, for many days, she's following them around, proclaiming that that Paul and these guys are, are servants of the Most High God. And uh, in, in any of the other gods that uh, was, was known in this area, uh, they are ones of the Most High God. They are our servants of the Most High. And, and so this was a proclamation while yes, true uh, was coming from a wrong space. It was, uh, I think meant to distract from what they offered in their message to uh, put the focus on them because for her in her divination, the focus was on her and being able to bring profit to, to her masters and, and not focus on the the divine one who uh, uh should be getting praise and so it, it it appears that the the focus is on them rather than on the most high god in this proclamation for her and so it, it goes on and says uh paul having become greatly annoyed turned and said to the spirit i command you in the name of jesus christ to come out of her and it came out that very hour so this is a uh, uh, what is the word I'm thinking of here? This is Paul exercising discernment in what is happening. He sees that uh, this this proclamation coming from this girl is is not intended in the right manner. It is meant to be showy, and and, and while meant to distract from God, from the message of Jesus that that Paul was carrying and wanting to to spread and share with people, to to bring them into the family of God. And so he he cast that that spirit out of her. Verse 19 says, but when her owners saw that their hope of gain was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace before the rulers. And when they had brought them to the magistrates, they said, these men are Jews and they are disrupting our city. They advocate customs that are not lawful for us as Romans to accept or practice. The crowd joined in attacking them and the magistrates tore the garments off them and gave orders to beat them with rods. And when they had afflicted many blows upon them, they threw them into prison, ordering the jailer to keep them safely. So here the, the hope for monetary gain through this girl who was being used, uh, was, was gone because Paul cast that spirit out of her. And, and that girl was set free from that at that time. And now she's going to be able to actually hear what Paul is saying and the message that he's carrying of Jesus. And, and the, her, her masters didn't like that. They, they grabbed Paul, his companions brought them before the magistrates. Uh, and those guys ripped the clothes off of Paul and them, and had them beaten with rods, and, and these were uh, small bundles of, of wooden sticks put together uh, that they would have been beaten with. Uh, the magistrates carried them around as symbols of authority in Roman culture, and so they, they were known to carry these around, and that's that's what they were beaten with, and then they were ordered to be thrown in jail. There was no trial given. There was an accusation brought and a reaction And punishment immediately handed out. There was no, no discussion, no, no uh, opportunity for defense whatsoever. We know in other other places of Scripture it says, uh, Holy Spirit will give you the words that you need to defend yourself when that time or if that time arises. Uh, But this, there was no opportunity. They were they were on their mission that they were given from from Holy Spirit. They were doing what needed to be done. They were bringing people to freedom and that got them arrested and beaten without trial and then thrown in jail. So having received this order, the, the jailer put them in into the inner prison and fastened their feet in the stocks. Verse 25 says, about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God and the prisoners were listening to them. And suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's bonds were unfastened. When the jailer woke and saw that the prison doors were open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself, supposing that the prisoners had escaped. But Paul cried with a loud voice, Do not harm yourself, for we are all here. And the jailer called for lights and rushed in, and trembling with fear fell down before Paul and Silas. This to me is is interesting because uh, the the commotion of all this I, I'm sure the the doors flinging open and, and the shackles falling off people uh, made some noise and, and and obviously the earthquake would have woken him up as well and he runs out and he can't even see into into the cells because he had to call for a light to be brought so he could see he just saw the doors open and just made an assumption it was going to to kill himself without even investigating to see if his assumptions uh, were facts he just assumed and wanted to to act right there and and obviously paul somehow could see him i don't know if he could physically see him or if he just knew uh, in his spirit that that this is what was taking place that the jailer was about to kill himself because of of what he was assuming seeing all the doors open uh to all the cells and so uh, Paul cried out and said, don't harm yourself. Uh, we are all here. Everybody was there. Everybody stayed. Nobody fled just because the doors were opened. There was obviously something bigger going on. And we're going we're to talk about that in just a minute. He goes on in verse 30 and says, then he brought them out and said, sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they said, believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved you and your household. And they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all who were in the house. And he took them in the same hour of the night and washed their wounds. uh, And he was baptized, uh, excuse me, washed their wounds. And he was baptized at once he and all his family. Then he brought them up into his house and set food before them. And he rejoiced along with his entire household that he had believed in God. The police reported these words to the magistrates and they were afraid. And when they heard, uh, when they heard that they were Roman citizens, so they came and apologized to them and they took them out and asked them to leave the city. So they went out of the prison and visited Lydia. And when they had seen the brothers, they encouraged them and departed. Uh, They had baptism down, clearly baptized in hundreds, if not thousands. Yeah. Yeah. They would have had that down. Uh, th- this is another little interesting point here that once the magistrates learned that they were Roman citizens, they they were scared because they knew what could happen to them because they had uh, publicly um, beaten these men who were, who were citizens of Rome as well. The accusation that was brought before them, if you remember, was uh, these men are Jews and are teaching things that are unlawful for Romans to do. And that that was all it took to to be beaten and then thrown into prison. And so. uh, When they discovered that they weren't or or, excuse me, that they were Roman citizens, everything changed for for these magistrates. And so, again, going back to the fact that they did not have a trial, there, there was no opportunity for them to defend themselves. They were they were then beaten and thrown in jail. And then they were supposed to be secretly let go the next day. It's really interesting. And...
1: I fall for the muted mic every time. Hello, you weren't planning on seeing my face this morning, but here I am, not even dressed appropriately for the moment. You've caught me in my Monday wear. Vince's power went out. And so I decided that I would just hop on and entertain you until he is back on. His um, it's gonna take just a second, but my gosh, don't you love this story? This is one of my favorites. Oh gosh, Anne-Marie. I love you. Thank you for encouraging me. At least, at least I, you know, did my hair and 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 you know, did something with, with my face. <laughs> Anyway, this story is one of my favorites, and you can see the the power that's available to us when, when we give way to praise, when we give ourselves to the heart of God, what looks like failure ends up looking like freedom for all, right? Because we've got Paul and Silas, they're they're beaten, they're bloodied, they're bruised, they're hurting. Listen. The last thing you and I would do is is start worshiping. But these guys, they are they're so on. They're so taken with the Lamb of God. They're they're just inundated with the the presence, and and they have they have made their lives about Jesus. That it's just their knee jerk reaction to just offer Him worth in this moment where there there's an opportunity to to just to just be i'm entertaining the folks while you are away
0: (laughs) i'm back (laughs) terribly sorry (laughs) oh goodness my power everything just went black in here all of a sudden so i'm sorry about that (laughs) um i don't even remember what i was talking about but i do know where i want to keep going here um so they were they were put in jail beaten put in jail, and um they they had different opportunities here in in this moment of obvious pain. Thank you, thank you It's been beaten mercilessly. And then thrown into the innermost part of the prison, put in shackles, uh, um, wounds still fresh and open and and nothing done to to try and, and uh, heal them before being put in there. They had a, a couple different opportunities. They could have just laid down and and sulked in, in their their victimhood of being put in here, had this done to them without trial, without opportunity to, to defend what it was they were doing, or they could do what they did and, and praise God, praise God, knowing that they are doing his will. They are, are on the mission that they're supposed to be on. And they know it. They know for a fact that what they're doing is the right thing. There wouldn't be this much persecution. There wouldn't be this much uh, physical spiritual persecution on them if it wasn't. And so that's what they did. They chose to, to praise. And, and one thing we have to remember, and it's, it's hard for us in the, in the West to, to really understand persecution And, and praise in this life is, is different because we do, we still do have difficult circumstances that we have to to go through, and and in that that difficulty uh, or, or hardship, we can we can have we have the same opportunity to either praise God through that, uh, uh, in spite of that, to praise because of that, or we can sit in a, a victimhood and and sulk and and talk about oppression or we could rejoice and we can praise and there is there is opportunity there it is it is an opportunity for us to be set free and we see that in this story that in the midst of praise we are set free because what happens when you give yourself fully over to praise nothing else that is going on matters. Nothing else holds significance anymore when we are fully immersed in lifting Jesus high. Nothing else, we, we don't care about anything else. What people uh, directly ar- around us are thinking, what our circumstances are, the situations that we're in, none of it matters. Whether it's whether those circumstances are are because of our actions or not, it, it's irrelevant. It doesn't matter. All of that loses significance when we, we place full significance on Jesus and praising him. That's freedom right there. That is where, where real freedom is going to come in and grab hold of us. And the other thing that we are going to to find opportunity for in that is it is observed and witnessed by others. There was obviously something drawing the other prisoners there to stay, to not run away when their shackles fell off, when the doors to their cells were, were flung open. They stayed. There was a draw there. They knew that freedom did not mean stepping out of that cell. Their eyes were opened and they were being led to real freedom to lasting freedom in the everlasting kingdom they they could see it they could feel it they were experiencing it along with the praise of paul and silas this is this is a powerful thing that we need to really take hold of and understand what our praise does when we fully give ourselves over to it fully giving ourselves to Holy Spirit to say, here I am, use me, use my words, use my actions, whatever that looks like. It is for your own freedom, and it is going to be a beacon leading other people to freedom. That's the opportunity that we have. We have the opportunity to take hold of praise and and be free in that. Because uh, again, nothing else is going to be of concern you are not going to care about your ego, uh, your reputation. that that sense of pride just kind of falls away because the only thing that matters is offering worth to the one who is worthy. that is that is a big point that i wanted to communicate today is is the significance of praise when we allow ourselves to be given over to it fully, to be given over to to what it is Holy Spirit wants to do in and through us and just be fully immersed in that. Look what happens. Look what the possibilities are. Physical, uh, um, when, when we are our, abused physically or, or uh, have spiritual things coming against us, none of that matters. I know we're very familiar with spiritual oppression. We are not necessarily familiar with physical oppression, not in the West. But, but there there may come a time where our, our freedom to, to praise and worship in, in public without persecution uh, may come. And, and what happens to your faith in those moments? What happens to your praise when there is the possibility of being uh, uh, grabbed up and, and physically oppressed for your faith, for the praise that you are offering to the only one who's worthy? What happens? We, we have to be prepared for that now. If we are... Our, learning now to give ourselves fully to praise when that comes if that comes it's not going to matter it's not going to affect your praise you're still going to be able to fully give yourself over to that and there's likely to be even more power with that because of of what is is taking place in those around you what you don't know is taking place excuse me, by those who are observing you. Give yourself fully to praise. What is it that Holy Spirit is is asking you to do in time of praise? You're going to lose track of self and what it looks like if you do this. If you fully give yourself over, it's not gonna matter. The the silliness uh, uh, that it may look like from the outside It's not going to matter. You could be, uh, just start hysterically laughing in an odd context, and, and people may look at you funny, but in that moment, you are rejoicing and giving yourself over to praise. What does that look like? Ask Holy Spirit what that looks like, and then start doing that. Anytime there is an opportunity for you to praise, take it. If it is for a couple of minutes or a couple of hours, a couple of days, it doesn't matter. Take hold of that opportunity to praise. We have so many moments that can be turned into praise. We let them slip by. We let other things take the place of that. Find your opportunities. Take hold of them. Ask Holy Spirit, what does praise look like right now for me? Does it look like prayer? Does it look like singing? Does it look like reading scripture and and talking about that? What does it look like? I I don't know. He's going to direct you. But give yourself fully over to whatever it is that he shows you and see what happens. See where freedom takes you. All right. I am sorry about the glitch in the middle of this uh, had internet problems, but that was a whole power problem. So, um, thanks for hanging in there and, uh, and sticking it out in that time. I appreciate it. Uh, all right. I love you all have a great week and we will see you on Wednesday.